This is Josephine Electric from the band Phantom Electric Ghost. And first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, support for artists. Um, Phantom is uh, uh, got laid off from his IT job. So first of all, we'd like to express um, we have a lot of people listening to us. We're over 30,000 listens, but hardly anybody is uh, hitting the donate button. So uh, first of all, there is a link on every episode where you can support Pam Electric Ghost. And we interview indie artists around the world for free for extended 60 minute or more interviews and we don't charge these artists for that service. So if you like how we do that and you like how we um, talk about our own music and then talk to these artists, whether they're actors, poets, musicians, all different types of th people. So there is an ability to actually hit Bank or support button. <clears throat> you can do 99 cents a month or $12 a year or $3.99 and $9.99. Also, we have the PayPal me link, which is also on our SoundCloud. So if you go to Fan Like the Ghost on SoundCloud, you can hit the COVID 19 support button or you can hit on Spotify for Fan Like the Ghost and Josephine Electric the COVID support button and do an immediate. PayPal me one-time uh, payment, and we would encourage you to do that. Uh, thank you very much, very much for that support. Now, this episode is called The Etchings of a Wretch. And uh, the Phantom and I always uh, started everything that we do um, with poetry. <clears throat> poetry was the first thing we were into, uh, you know, and then we actually incorporated what we call expansive sound and link the poetry and turn the poetry into music. Um, some of our favorite artists are spoken word artists, such as Lou Reed, Suzanne Vega, uh, Laurie Anderson, people like that, and, um, and Dylan. So we decided to take um, those aspects. Plus we love the Harlem Renaissance uh, poets and Jack Dunbar. And um, we like to take those type of ideas and and then be able to do stream of consciousness and then also improvisational uh, type of music. And we combine with what we call expansive sound, multiple genres, like jazz fusion. Um, we take in um, avant-garde electronic, uh, kind of Berlin, new wave, new romantic electronic, uh, punk, where we love bands like Who's Do and The Replacements. Buzzcocks, um, you know, that type of sound. Uh, it, it comes back to the Velvets, if you listen to Lightweight Heat, or I'm Waiting for the Man, if you get that kind of punk attitude. And then bands like Alex Chilton, Chris Bell's Big Star, where we get some of our power pop sensibility. Uh, and then we're all big fans of Hendrix, big fans of Yes, um, the Peter Gabriel, Genesis. So, yeah, this is, is this what we're about? So the first song we have on here is Down Pillow Scenes, which is available on Spotify and SoundCloud. And this was a jam that we put together and we were able to um, tighten it up with probably 20 minutes. We dropped it down to nine. That's still <laughs> not as tight as some people only you know, do two minute songs today. Um, but this song, kind of represents 
the idea of expansion sound. There's a lot of piano. There's um, some analog dissonance. There's white noise, pink noise going on. There's um, you know, there's a Moog in there. There's an Arturia Mirror 2S. There's the use of a make noise morphogene uh, and a mass module. And this overall, the idea of taking uh, uh, the beauty of a piano and the dissonance of white and pink noise and uh, the, the noodling that you can do on a modular synth like a Mother 32 or an Arturia Mabu 2S and then the power of a BeatStep Pro controlling rolling drums uh, through a JDXI. Um, and this kind of, this basically is is a lot of what expansive sound is. Um, when it, that makes sense. Expansive sound, this is a good a representation, this song in particular, of how we take um, all those art forms and genres we were talking about and kind of collide them to make a sound or a song. It's more of a sound painting than a song, more of a, what you would hear from a progressive rock band in the 70s. Uh, and that's kind of where our head's at. Um, the other song, My Name Isn't Effin' Ruth, is um, just another kind of stream of consciousness song. It's not really trying to say anything other than Josephine doesn't want to be um, thought of as this, this, this woman, Ruth, who <clears throat> you can tell that she's kind of the, um, <laughs> kind of the, basically dissing her big time and saying that she's not her and that she's her own woman and that Ruth is not really the type of person that you want to be. This Ruth is this kind of representation of a, maybe a Karen, if you know what a Karen is. Uh, and uh, Josephine ain't no effing Karen. Um, and this song takes the power of the Beat Step Pro again, uh, controlling the JDXI, which has many, many rolling drum machines, like 909, 727s, uh, 808s, all types of drum machines, but the JDXI is limited in its ability to do those parts. It can only do maybe four bars, but you link it up to a sequencer like the Beat Step Pro and the chain patterns that were introduced, um, then you can actually control it and make a song. Now, we are very interested in getting a key, um, the actual Key Step Pro, which would be, uh, it's polyphonic, it has like four lines of sequencing versus the three on the, on the Beat Step Pro. And the Beat Step Pro is only monophonic, so it can't do polyphonic. But um, <clears throat> what's cool is the ability um, to, to kind of engage all these machines in our hardware workflow, which is not using a DAW. We're using an MX1 uh, performance mixer, take all the, the tones uh, and the VCA outputs, control them, throw effects on them, separate them, and then bring them into uh, a Zoom R24 where we further um, track them. Now, sometimes we'll take all the tracks off the MX-1 and put them onto just a stereo track, and other times we'll actually separate them out uh, when we want to actually have that type of recording. But in a lot of cases, we want that jam band live feel, so we'll record everything that's been leveled out on the MX-1 into just a stereo mix. 
And this is where like the Zoom L20 would be good for what we like to do because every line could be recorded on a separate track live and then tracked out. And that, that in itself is a cool thing when you're going to do um, mastering and further editing. <clears throat> so it's, it, we keep on going between whether or not we would go and get that or just get a rolling Phantom and actually do all that tracking through the Phantom. And then, uh, then I'll put it to um, the Zoom or just send it to a DAW, um, which we never really used the DAW that much. And we, we like to do everything. We started back in the day, and this is back in like 86, with a Tascam 4-tracker on a D5 <clears throat> and a Korg sequencer. They use like little mini diskettes. So we tended to, you know, the, the control we had was uh, the Korg sequencer on the D5, which was multi-trimble, and we could run rhythm patterns and overdubs and all kinds of stuff through the Korg. And then, then I'll put the result into a four track task cam and then we could actually bounce stuff if we got more than four tracks. And that's the style of um, recording we did until we got the rolling um, GI, Juno GI. And then that had an internal hardware recorder that did wave file tracking. And we, we did our first couple albums tracking on that. And then we got the BeatStep Pro, and then we got an R16 from Zoom. And uh, then we upgraded the R16 to an R24. So right now, everything's R24. Off the Zoom R24, we bring it into Landar, or lately we've been using SoundCloud mastering with Dolby Labs processing. And that has worked out very well for us uh, with all of our releases in the last year. All the 2020 releases have pretty much been by like mid the year, probably, uh, I would say, you know, maybe by um, whenever that was fully released, we started using it. And so sometime mid year 2020, we started using the Adobe Lab uh, SoundCloud mastering tool. Uh, if anything goes over 10 minutes, we still use Landar because for some reason, uh, SoundCloud won't do anything over 10 minutes. So any, any of the longer stuff we do, like September, those songs, that's a rock opera we did, is out there on SoundCloud. That that had to be done on Landar. And Landar, you can do high quality wave files that are longer than 10 minutes. In today's world, not a lot of bands do that. So it's not usually a problem, <clears throat> but for us, it's, it's an issue because sometimes we go there so the last song, a couple of songs that we added here is the etchings of a wretch, which is really an example of our poetry. It's like free form, um, just a kind of poetry jam over a very dissonant piano. It's like loud and dissonant and kind of kind of racked out, wrecked out. And we call it a kind of wrecked out mix <laughs> type of mix. And um, is the etchings of a wretch, you know, we tend to use these kind of gothic terms to refer to things like we use the idea of little death, which is like Lord Byron, like a uh, 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 way of disguising uh, an orgasm through the word little death. It's a, romantic poets and French poets use that term a lot. We use it a lot. <clears throat> I think there's a band that actually called themselves little death too. We talked to uh, like a year ago or two ago now. 
and then there's here, there, and neverwhere, which has been out for a while, but we like to bring it up. Because this was an experiment with sine waves and using the Moog um, grandmother sequencer. There's a 256 step sequencer, very easy to use. Just kind of just do it. <clears throat> just record what you do. And then um, what's cool about it is we use the sine wave and we use the, the spring reverb. And we also use the um, low pass um, ladder filter in series with the high pass filter to create this very percussive kind of tone that you would normally associate with a, um, a, a synth that's doing, um, uh, you know, West Coast kind of um, Buchla type of uh, synthesis, uh, which is not what you do with um, is additive synthesis rather than um, subtractive. And so the cool thing about the grandmother, because it has it on the LFO or the modulation oscillator has a sine wave. Uh, the normal oscillators don't. It also has the ability to do FM modul um, synthesis, which is normally associated with like since like uh, the DX7 and uh, and later you know, now we got the cord um, op six, but the grandmother doesn't have the control over the operators. You don't really have that concept. You still have kind of a subtractive concept, but it allows you to do to engage the FM with the modulation wheel, <clears throat> and you don't have as much control as you do with an operator. But you can do a lot of interesting things that really shape the sound, especially if you use the sine wave. Um, you can get some really plucky sounds, which are usually associated with like blue plugs or additive synths um, and FM synths. And uh, so you can kind of go there, even though you have this like modular synth, you think it's just kind of like channeling a mini mode, and it can on the grandmother channel the mini mode very well. It pretty much is in that zone most of the time until you actually explore the modulation oscillator and the sine wave capabilities and then the FM <coughs> synthesis. So you can, with the cool thing about the a modular synth like the grandmother is the ability to like pretty much overwrite it and learn about how you can uh, change the workflow. And that is the core of, of that synth. And the fact that you can CV it, control it to your other gear, I could bring in, I could actually use um, a state variable filter on my um, Arterium Ambu 2S and use additional LFOs to modify the signal because an Arteria Mini Boo 2S has a, a, another, a, two substantial LFOs that are really interesting. And um, plus they have um, some interesting, um, like a loop uh, ADSR, uh, a looping, uh, and that's pretty interesting there. You can do a lot of percussive stuff on a Arterium Ambu 2S. It's kind of like a DFAM. Uh, you can turn it into pretty much a drum machine. And the sequencer on it is phenomenal. You can do a lot with it. We've done a lot uh, with it. We haven't even scratched the surface of what you can do with it. Um, so we love Arteria stuff. We've got BeatStep Pro. <clears throat> we've got the, um, the Mini Brew 2S and we've got the 6U, which is our, our Eurorack solution. And uh, it really helped create that song. And a lot of our songs are because of our Eurorack, and we use that Arturia Radio Rack, which is very stable power, 
very easy to um to use. Right now we've got a Mother 32 and a DFAM in there along with a Make Noise Morphotene Sampler, a Make Noise Mass Module. Um, we've got a Make Noise um, uh, CV expansion, which basically gives us multiple um, points to uh, extend our signal. And then we've got a Pittsburgh Modular VCA mixer, like a four by two, so you can make four VCA um, signals and actually mix the levels before it even hits the main of our Arturia Mabu 2S is like our main uh, input mechanism for all of our Eurorack. Because we've got our Eurorack solution on the 6U, the base of the 6U, the top part of it is a two-rack Eurorack and the base is actually the Mabu 2S. And, and Mabu 2S has a big uh, modulation bay and we just take the main master signal out of it into that. And then we actually output a quarter inch into an MX1 performance mixer, take that monophonic signal and output it in stereo off the MX1 into the Zoom R24, giving us a way to take all of our monophonic signals off the Eurorack and make them stereo physically rather than through software, <laughs> which we like a lot because then we get that, that stereo signal coming out from this monophonic scent before it ever even gets to um, our mastering tools like a Landar and SoundCloud. Now we've gotten really technical in this episode, less into the songs, but the songs we're gonna let them speak for themselves. But we'd also encourage you to, to click the links on the uh, sponsor stuff that we set up here. There's a lot of different products that we work as a influence um, influencer through um, IntelliFluence. And we've got a bunch of things out there that are pretty cool. One thing that we really like a lot that really helps our health is My Vital C. Now, My Vital C is like an essential oil um, variation of a, well, it's a, it is a supplement that helps you sleep, helps your mental capacity, it, get, it gives you, um, helps your immune system, it helps your circulation system, it gives us a better overall feeling of health. We've actually subscribed to a monthly um, purchase for this. And we have the link where you can check this out. You check out a 30 day supply. And then um, if you like it, you know, use our link to get uh, a monthly supply. It's a very cool thing for your health. Uh, we use the olive oil suspension um, type of mix and we, we tried it. Um, they gave it to us and said we are an influencer. We, we pushed it and now we actually use it uh, daily. So check it out. That's an example of the type of stuff that we push on our channel. We also push erotic stuff and we're into that. So go to <laughs> gvibe.com and get turned on. Get turned on. Yeah. Yeah, get turned on at my... <laughs> Gvibe, go to gvibe.com. Now we use uh, Stephanie and I both use a, a G bulb, which is a real cool vibrator that you don't have to hide because it looks like a light bulb. And uh, we think you'd like that very much. So check that out. And you know, robots need love too. And um, we'd like to take that G bulb and do that big time screw.
Um, so if that offended you too bad, um, I'd like to talk to you again. Uh, as soon as we put some songs together, we're getting ready to do a recording session with the Phantom, and he's going to get it up, and we're going to get it wet, okay? Bye. <laughs>
motherfucking pigs pay for their conceit. And I'm joking, it ain't peace, but we need, 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 Yeah. <laughs> 